2001, my colleagues and I conducted a number of experiments showing that when someone's level of oxytocin goes up, he or she responds more generously and caringly, even with complete strangers. As a benchmark for measuring behavior, we relied on the willingness of the people being tested to share real money in real time. To measure the increase in oxytocin, we took their blood and analyzed it. Money, as everybody knows, comes in conveniently measurable units, nickels and dimes, tens and twenties, which meant that we were able to quantify the increase in generosity by the amount someone was willing to share. We were then able to correlate these numbers with the increase in oxytocin found in the blood. Later, to be absolutely certain that what we were seeing was not just an association, but true cause and effect, we infused synthetic oxytocin into our study subjects' nasal passages, the next best thing to shooting it directly into their brains. As for cause and effect, we found that we could turn the behavioral response on and off like a garden hose. But what our work demonstrated first and foremost is that you don't need to shoot a chemical up someone's nose or have sex with them or even give them a hug in order to create the surge in oxytocin that leads to more generous behavior. Fortunately, all you have to do to trigger this moral molecule is give someone a sign of trust. When one person extends himself to another in a trusting way, the person being trusted experiences a surge in oxytocin that makes her less likely to hold back and less likely to cheat, which is another way of saying that the feeling of being trusted makes a person more trustworthy which, over time, makes other people more inclined to trust, which, in turn... If you detect the makings of an endless loop here that can feed back onto itself, creating what might be called a virtuous cycle, and ultimately a virtuous society, you are getting the idea. And that's what's so incredibly exciting about this research. Obviously, there's more to it, because no one chemical in the body functions all alone, and other factors from a person's life experience play a role as well. But, as we'll see in the chapters ahead, oxytocin orchestrates the kind of generous and caring behavior that every culture, everywhere in the world, endorses as the right way to live. The cooperative, benign, pro-social way of living that every culture, everywhere on the planet, describes as moral. Which is not to say that oxytocin always makes us good, or always generous and trusting. In a rough-and-tumble world, unwavering openness and loving-kindness will be like going around with a kick-me sign on your back. Instead, the moral molecule works like a gyroscope, helping us maintain our balance between behavior based on trust and behavior based on wariness and distrust. In this way, oxytocin helps us navigate between the social benefits of openness, which are considerable, and the reasonable caution we need to avoid being taken for a ride. It was oxytocin's ability to recognize and respond to the precise nature of human bonds and interactions that intrigued Linda, the bride, so much so that she invited me to her wedding. She wanted to see how witnessing all the promises to be faithful and caring and committed would play out not in her guests' behavior, but in their blood. Hunsham Court is about four hours west of London, hidden among little villages with names like Lower Washfield, Studley, and Clayhanger. There's a crumbling Anglo-Saxon church on the grounds, 
but the official part of the ceremony was going to take place in the manor house itself, an old hunting lodge saturated with the smell of wood fires and oak paneling and the mounted heads of long-dead animals. After all my running back and forth, like the cliché mad scientist, I settled into the space just off the main room that had been set aside for my portable blood lab. The centrifuge, borrowed from the University of Exeter, the dry ice sent from London. To point the way for Helen, a nurse and friend of the bride's, who'd agreed to draw the blood, someone hung a makeshift sign on the door that said, Science Lab. I was delighted to have a locally and legally qualified assistant, but when Helen showed up, she was in high heels and a beige silk dress, not the surgical scrubs or lab coat I guess I'd imagined. No room for error here, I thought. We went over the protocol for the experiment, and I made sure...